You're listening to the Vendo Podcast. Hi, everybody out there. Uh, my name is Yogi Cole. I'm with Vendo. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Alex Dasmalti, CEO of Vanity Planet, a whole body beauty brand that sells at Bed Bath & Beyond, CVS, Walmart, and Amazon. Uh, Alex, thank you for talking with us today. Of course, thanks for the opportunity. Great to meet Did you. I get that right? I mean, are, are, are those all the uh, retail places in which Vanity Planet is selling, or are there any others that, that I didn't mention? Yeah, no, Walmart, CBS, Bed Bath Beyond, uh, Urban Outfitters. Oh, and okay. yeah, yeah, we're about to do a test run and uh, Rite Aid, which is pretty exciting as well. And Very cool. Lots more to come. Excellent. Stuff. Excellent. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive into that. A little bit more later. So this is a part of our, um, you know, CEO uh, interview series, and, and really do appreciate you taking time here. And uh, you know, it's it's really uh, the the point is to really get get to know you, share a little bit about who you are and your vision, and how you were able to make that a reality. So um, when you think of Vanity Planet today, its success, what what comes to mind? I'm sure there's a lot, but what what are a couple things that mm. come to mind when you think of Vanity Planet today? Yeah, that's 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 an interesting question. Ironically, this morning I was listening for the kids. I was driving uh, my girls' kids to school, and uh, we listened to "I Believe I Can Fly," that song. Mm -hmm. That is pretty. It's interesting. And I dropped him off, and I it just it hit me. It hit me in a really good way. Uh, I was telling the kids that when I was eleven or twelve, I always had this vision that I'm going to own my own business and. I'm going to have a number of employees and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I go to work and I have fun with my team and, wow. uh, and, you know, zip forward today. That's when I was 11 or 12. So 40 years later, I'm 51. And that dream is very well and alive. And I've worked for myself since I was 18. So it, it was really cool. So yeah. yeah How does so that affect that's, them? That's I mean, that's pretty amazing to, because, you know, I, I, you know, don't come from a family of entrepreneurs, but having somebody such as yourself that, you know, is, is kind of guiding them on, hey, look, I did this. You could do this too, is kind of what you're saying, right? A hundred percent. I believe in a growth mindset. I believe that reality is basically whatever you think it's going to manifest. So yeah. you get to set your own course. I have a 21-year-old and he's seen you see me in throughout my entire process. And my family, my parents are not entrepreneurs. They were educators, really good people. In fact, my father is a terrible businessman, but he's just a really nice, amazing, and smart and well-read individual. So I think you can do anything in life if you set your mind to it and you're willing to deal with adversity and you're not afraid of failure and you want to get back up and take another shot when you do fail. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Fear of failure. I mean, that's how do you deal with that? I mean, is it just something that you just throw to the back of the mind? You just completely ignore it, or is it? Do you have some a process that helps you work through fear of failure? Are you very analytical and you just kind of lay it all out on a piece of paper? What is it that you do to help you work through that? Hmm. I, I think fear is really good. Fear is something that we should all have. In fact, lack of fear is not. I I operated when I was younger with no fear whatsoever. That mm. means I ignored the threats, what was about to come and I didn't see. So that is not good. I now surround myself with people that see the other side. Mm. Uh, 
I really think that oftentimes it's like fear of anything. If you haven't tried something, you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. But if you try and you, if you fail, I think that that is the biggest gift in life mm -hmm. because you oftentimes, I think most of the time, if not all the time, I would say your greatest learnings in life are going to come from your failures. Right. So when you fail, you get up and do it again. You just become better. Yeah. That's the other part that when I say that you've got to, you got to really manifest it. You've got to envision it and it comes to life. And if I were to go into a business, I start something. And if I already know I'm a hundred percent okay with failing because I'm just going to come out stronger, it'd be great. Or I can go into it. And if I fail, I now I'm embarrassed or I'm ashamed. Shame is a really, really bad thing. And I'm not looking at the learning. So it all depends right. on how you deal with that fear. Yeah. Looking at the learnings, understanding that it's building you into a stronger person. It, it definitely is something that can, can help you grow. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you said you were 11, you were 12 years old. You, um, you knew that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, you were born in Iran. Uh, and during that time when you were 11 or 12, is that when the Iran-Iraq war was happening? No, the, uh, it actually, I was born in Tehran, uh, the capital of Iran, to a Kurdish mom and dad. The, uh, we left right before the revolution when I was eight. Okay. And then we went right back after I was 10. My father's an educator. He was sent here to write his thesis and go back and change the educational system. So oh, wow. being an educator. So we went back right after we went back, he lost his job. And then the war happened very quickly, shortly after, and then they closed off the borders. And it was, a, it was a, I don't know how many years it was, but it was a long war. I left at the age of 16, uh, had to get separated from the family. Yeah, now, um, so you came back to the United States then? I did. It took me about a year, the journey. I won't bore you with the details, but about a month in Pakistan, snuck out from the borders of southern Iran, uh, but spent about a month in Pakistan, 11 months in Vienna. Wow. And we ended up in California. Yeah. And when you came here, was there family here? Were you on your own? or I mean, that just seems like a, a pretty stressful and, and, and harrowing journey. Yeah. In hindsight, it is when I was in it, I didn't know. Right. So uh, it's interesting, especially if you come from a loving family like I did, three siblings, mom and dad, and being separated from all of that and now takes years for the whole family to reunite. It, it was a tough journey, I'm not going to lie. And having odd jobs to be able to eat while I was abroad. When I uh, did finally land, uh, I had uh, two cousins. Mm. Uh, and I lived with them for about a couple of months until I went off on my own. I started wow. working three days after and yeah. never stopped. And, and that childhood dream that you had of, of being an entrepreneur, I guess coming to a new country, really having to kind of make your own way, um, it, I guess that, that's what fueled or did that. And, and sort of rekindle that desire and, and, and fuel um, your effort going forward to figure out where you would land. I understand that you did many different things before you, you came to uh, realizing that Vanity Planet could be a, a business for you. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I think everybody understands what they're good at and what their strengths are. For me, it's always been, and I didn't know this back then, but it's always been marketing. It's always been critical problem solving, finding a way. I yeah. look at a problem, and for me, it's very easy to come up with multiple different angles of looking at it until I get to a yes. I won't take no for an answer. So that works in marketing and that works in running a business. Uh, so I uh, had my first few jobs and I worked, uh, this is when I first migrated here. I was 17 by the time I came here. Worked for my cousin, construction, cleaning yeah. the job site, and then became a junior electrician. And ultimately in, I think less than a year, six, seven, eight months, I got fired, rightfully so. <laughs> I fell asleep on the job uh, oh, because no. I, yeah, but I always had that dream of being an entrepreneur. So I went and printed these business cards and I put Alex Electric and I would go after my day job was over. I would knock on doors and get these odd little side jobs of installing a light fixture or running yeah. power and did a bunch of those that I was making already really good money, but I was exhausted. I was tired. So I fell right. asleep. They fired me and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to work for myself. And that's it, literally. That was, wow. that was the beginning of it. Yeah, Yeah, you just never looked back from there. Mm -hmm. you, you had talked about um, realizing that there was opportunity in when, when you came up with the idea of Vanity Planet. You realized how, and you talked a little bit about marketing, um, you know, when you were saying that you had an eye for that and, and for, the, um, you know, for, for the analytics of that. What was it that you saw in the market that made you realize that, oh, hey, I could create face steamers. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and, and make, a, make a great, you know, company out of, out of that. Uh, what, what was it that, that, that you saw? And, and was, were those the types of things that, that, um, that, that you saw there was opportunity or was, there, was, it, was it something else that, that you saw in women's uh, facial care or, or, you know, facial care in, in, in general? What was it that you saw? Yeah. So first of all, I think beauty is inclusive. Uh, I had in my teenage years, you know, everyone had things that they were challenged with. Uh, mine, in terms of aesthetics, I had, I was acne prone. So I would get mm. cystic acne that was really, really bad. And I remember I, would, I went to Obaji. I think I was not even 19 yet. I went to Obaji again, like, you know, I worked hard jobs and put in a lot of labor. I went to Obaji and he called me a pizza face. Rightfully so. He's like, do you want to go around looking like a pizza face for the rest of your life or you want to address this? I'm like, wow. no, no, I really want to address it. So you put me on a very severe treatment, but it I mean, I don't remember exactly, but I think it must have cost me three or four months of my paycheck. Oh, wow. It was really expensive. So I always had this thing looking around in consumer products and again, being really having that personal experience of accessibility. Mm -hmm. Why do people have to pay X? And oftentimes we just pay for the trademark, not the value mm. of the actual product. So having that in mind, uh, you know, I think this part is irrelevant, but we came into consumer product goods, which was really great. I was in, uh, I was in Asia and this wonderful lady that we still work with, she had me test out this facial brush. I used it 
and it worked miracles. It was awesome. I immediately felt the impact. I used it over and over again, brought a few over, gave one to my son, gave one to my partner, and then we all started using them and realized that they actually do work. They work great. Mm. That was the beginning of Vanity Planet. Okay. So uh, brought a product in knowing that if we bring something in that truly works, that it's not gimmicky, it's not a promise of something. Mm. It actually does do that then there's performance parity, meaning that the quality is there. And yeah. make it accessible at a good value, not burden it with all of the other unnecessary things. Like we truly don't believe that we should, we should burden the product with so much marketing cost that oftentimes a lot of companies will spend 70, 80% of the price of the product that a retail consumer pays for goes to marketing. Mm -hmm. or other inefficient expenses that the brand has. We brought that down pretty, you know, to a bare, bare minimum. So we make them accessible. But if you do that, great products, that actually works. You make them accessible. I mean, you're going to start having some traction and then you work hard of introducing your brand and bringing eyeballs to it. Yeah, yeah. Bringing consumers to it. So we did that. And that was the start of Vanity Planet. What you see today, the assortment of the product, I won't take any credit for it. I take credit for uh, bringing on board an incredible team and our product development team, they're just wonderful. We have a small, mighty team that they took what we started to a whole different level by introducing a fully comprehensive lineup of beauty tech devices and now we have some consumables. We have some more exciting stuff that I can't share that is coming out. We oh, just wow. released, yeah, we just released uh, one of a kind. It's first facial brush that has LED lights, FDA approved, both oh, wow. blue and red. Uh, okay. Frequencies are different, but uh, we just launched those where you can actually wash your face, get the LED treatment at the same time, or you can use the device just for washing or just for the LED treatment. So, oh, wow. yeah. That seems incredibly innovative. I, I can yeah. see that being a great product. Uh, you said that's out right now or that's coming up? Yeah, no, it's out right now. It's, okay. uh, well, when I say right now, literally could be by the end of today or the next week. Uh, okay. it's, called, it's called LEDA, L-E-D-A. Look out for it. You can check it out on vanityplanet.com. Who, um, you know, uh, along the way, did you have any, any mentors that really guided you and, and, or, or not? And, and if you did, what, what did you get out of those relationships and, or, or did you not have any? I, I don't know. What, what? Yeah. No, I did. I did. Uh, again, as I've mentioned early on in my career, I thought I know it all. I can do it all. I'm this Mr. Positive that everything can be done. And then I got humbled. I fell and those failures were amazing. So I started realizing that to do anything right, you should know what you're good at and what you're not. Mm. Uh, when someone comes in and tells me that I'm good at everything, I usually take that with a grain of salt. There are those rarities. They're incredibly brilliant people out there. I'm not one of them. So what I do well is identify what am I not good at. Uh, and then I surrounded myself with those people. I started getting coaching. I have an amazing coach, Lee Froschheiser, who I've been coached with for 14 years. He is, he is a good human being. I hold myself accountable to my coach. 
and I hold myself accountable to my team. So when you say mentor, I would say Lee is on the top of my list. And then I have many other mentors of joined many business organizations that I'm very actively a part of. And then there's our team here at the office and they're incredible mentors. Um, everyone brings in a certain unique flavor and experience and an insight that if you listen with intent, it's, mm -hmm. it's actually a gift. There are many gifts every day. It sounds like your, your leadership style is one of um, being a part of the team um being you know being a a team member in a way uh of course you're you're the founder you're the you're the ceo of it but at the same time really allowing everybody else to um to contribute their and and, and to contribute and teach you what, what they know uh is how would you describe your your leadership style and um is there anybody that you've looked at and said i like the way that person leads i want to follow their leadership style or is it something that was just evolved over time? No, it's evolved over time. And this was not me. This is my baby 2.0. Uh, there is a wonderful book, Good to Great. You, I'm sure you're familiar with it. And Jim Collins that in there, it says that you could either be a genius with a thousand helpers. And then when the genius goes away, the thousand helpers don't know what to do. Or, or you can set up a good succession plan and have people in your uh, in your operation shine and truly shine. And I think when collectively people do that together and they're passionate about uh, the company that they've worked for, the cause that they get behind, it just takes it to a whole different level. We get much, we get much further when we go as a team. So the way that I work with my team, there's, there's freedom, but there's accountability. We have to all be accountable to one another. I'm first and foremost accountable to my team. Because I, the way I look at it, my responsibility is the team. The team's responsibility is the customer. So they ensure that the customer gets treated because they're paying our bill at the end of the day. Right. And then ultimately that turns into the organizational success. So we do have freedom within boundaries and giving people the ability to be creative and the parts of the company that they're running then there is a good sense of accountability, peer to peer, mm -hmm. management or down, it doesn't matter. So I see myself as being here to serve my team as best as I can day in, day out. Excellent. Uh, Alex, what's next on Vanity Planet's uh, roadmap? What, is there anything that you can share with us? Any secrets? <laughs> what, 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 are, what are we gonna see next that's gonna, um, you know, just really wow us and, and what growth are, are we should we expect? Hmm. Global domination. Okay, I, excellent. And I, say, <laughs> and I say that, but I but I mean it. I mean, why not? We're, we're having a lot of fun. We're developing a lot of new beauty tech devices and consumables that match and pair perfectly with the devices that we bring in. We look at beauty from head to toe. We don't, we create our own boxes. I've said this before many times. I don't believe that you should just follow everybody else or do exactly what's been done before always, mm -hmm. but why not have that blank canvas and create your own? So, you know, head to toe beauty, it, it literally is, right? It starts from your hair, it goes all the way down to your toenails. Imagine yeah. how much, how much improvement there is in technology, 
how many devices you incorporated into your routine or how many products you use in your routine of beauty. Mm -hmm. And it's not just uh, exclusive to women or gender neutral. Uh, we're about to uh, release a pretty exciting uh, line called BP Men that is about to come. Look out for that as well. Right. Uh, great lineup of products. We, we want to be able to serve everyone, anyone yeah. and everyone, and, uh, and complete that routine, the beauty routine at a very accessible, you know, having accessibility always in the forefront of our head. Why not outside of the U.S.? And yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we are uh, very happy to be part of that journey with you. And um, Alex, thank you again for, uh, you know, sharing your life with us and sharing your vision with us uh, here today. And uh, everyone, uh, again, we've been speaking with Alex Asmalchi, CEO of Vanity Planet. Alex, thank you very much. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate the opportunity. Be well.